Download the app. Bet big, win bigger. I've got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $5, win $400. If you're a new WinBet player, you can make your first deposit of $20 or more and become eligible for the offer after opting in. Following your first deposit, you can place a minimum $5 straight bet on any spread, over, under, or money line wager with odds of minus 120 or greater and have a chance to win $400 as a free bet credit. Come on, guys and gals. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. I'm Cowboy Reed. Cowboy. Mm. Today's show is College Football Coaching Carousel. We have Barrett Jones, former Alabama and NFL offensive lineman and current ESPN broadcaster, joins to talk Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma and USC, and Brian Kelly, Notre Dame and LSU, and gives his preview for the SEC Championship, Georgia against Alabama. Chris and Macon recap Monday Night Football and talk potential Russell Wilson trade free agent destinations. Rename Lincoln Riley's dogs, currently named Boomer and Sooner. Write up their list of hiring demands if they were college football coaches. And we talk the Beatles documentary, Get Back. What's up, Greenlight Pod Boys? It's Gabe. What's up, making plays and losing pot late? You keep me entertained, that's for sure. Gambling on your Yugoslavian tennis, my dude. Um, Chris, thank you for the epic podcast. Cowboy Reed, always bringing the humor. Um, and Dr. Facts, just talking facts and killing turkeys. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, but just wanted to give you guys a shout out. This is the first snow of the year here in uh, Rosemont, New Jersey. And we love you. We love the Green Light Pod. We love what you guys stand for, for sure. The water charity couldn't be a more important thing to be aware of. So uh, keep up the good work and let uh, let Rosemont get a shout out, maybe, Makes. Uh, hey, 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 Mikes. Hey, Mikes. And uh, Danny B in the place to be. People listen to this and they're letting us know. First Danny B, now Gabe G. Gabe G, shout out. Love Gabe G. If it starts snowing on your person, fire up the video thing, 
you know, on your phone there? No, because then we got a lot of people out west. They don't get snow. We want videos from them, too. Rosemont, New Jersey. Hello! That's where Gabe lives. That's where Gabe lives. Thanks for the vid, Gabe. Uh, I don't know much about Rosemont, New Jersey. Right on the state line there. Oh, you know more than I do. Yeah, that's it. Uh, snow in there right now. Or at least when Gabe uh, sent the video. Hey, Which keep... means it's football season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking a lot of football today, There you by go. The way. Nice segue. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'll start with the football right now. Layup line. That's a song called Luzanna by Chuck Berry. I don't know if it's, is it, oh, Luzanna, or it's just Luzanna. It's one of, it's my favorite Chuck Berry song I should know, but of course I got Louisiana on the brain because it was on Brian Kelly's brain, and now it's on everybody's brain. Colin Baton Rouge, Garth Brooks. Uh, walking in Memphis. That's what Barrett Jones does a lot because he lives in Memphis. He'll be joining the show today. Wow, look yeah, at you. Yeah. On fire. Yeah. Five o'clock's your hour, huh? Mm, yeah, I'm a late bloomer. Yeah. I'm winding uh, down about now. Yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you know why Lincoln Riley is ecstatic about being at SC? Why? Because there's no E. In the middle of it? In SC. <laughs> That's real good. You oh, just, you got it. You just thought of that. Yeah, I thought it was going to uh, not, uh, not uh, land. No, it landed. Housekeeping. Hey, real quick, anybody who's listening... That's been wondering where the Christmas cards have been the last like four years. We just stopped doing them. Too busy with kids. So I know four. that maybe a bunch of you might have been like offended. You know, I, and I get it. When you, when you get a Christmas card from somebody like every year and then it just stops, you wonder what you did. You didn't do anything. We just had kids. You've just reminded me that we didn't, we didn't do Christmas cards this year. Yeah. You would be the type, would you be the type of family to like, list all your baby's accomplishments <laughs> no no we would be the family to do the one good photo uh-huh. you know and then on the back it's like a big one of the dog uh-huh. at least if i had my way dog gets the back page yeah but the full the full back page okay good for the dog and maybe even part of the front page but no what you're not hearing what uncle bill's been up to for the past year no no no, no don't do that uh also bevel conway you had a submission i think so I was going to post a picture of Notre Dame and Stanford from this week, but the Twitter machine, when I go to tweet and hit media, it's not letting me post you a know, picture. You know, I didn't see Notre Dame and Stanford. I didn't see the Iron Bowl. I didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, you saw the floor of your kitchen. No, it was the bathroom. Covered in vomit. Um, tickets right there over your left shoulder next to Tom Segura. Oh, is that to here's to never forgetting? Well, yeah, it's going to stay up there. Thanks for listening to the pod. <laughs> Until we, uh, I puked on that ticket, ironically. Oh. Uh, that's a ticket to the ball game, the, awesome. the Commonwealth Cup. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to thumbtack that thing up on the wall until we beat Tech again. With the puke. Yeah, they got like a clock in there at the McHugh Center. It's like however many days till Tech. That's my clock. About 360. I like it. Bevel Conway, you got Notre Dame Stanford? Yeah, it looked good. Trust me. Just okay. trust me. Uh, here's one I missed. Uh, USC BYU. Oh. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, although some of the things said by the USC fans were less than gorgeous, ugly even. Uh, we don't have to get into that. And one more aesthetic note. Yeah. Yeah, I wish you were with me uh, to talk ball on Sunday nights sometimes. I me, wish. you, Dr. Fax, it'd be fun. I wish you and I were always together. Yeah. <laughs> ECU's logo stretches from about the high red to the high red. <laughs> ECU is like, yeah, I don't know when they there. were like, yeah, let's just put the whole fucking state, state. there. Yeah. 
And it's not like in Ohio, it's like a very wide state and uh, ECU's got a lot going on in that outline of North Carolina. Do they have the Outer Banks in there too? I would, I said, I would, yeah. Outer Banks are like the 40. They're like, like right there on the, Hawaii does this thing. You got the little islands in the red zone. You have the big island. Yeah, no, it's just a bad idea. Kerala, yeah, is there at about the 35. Is Duck there? Duck's there. Okay, good. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I respect the audacity of being like, yeah, let's just slap the widest state in America on there. I'm sitting cross-legged. I just wanted to mention it now because it's beginning to hurt. Yeah, change it up, dude. It looks uncomfortable. Um, I want you to rate a take real quick before we, uh, we get on to Monday Night Football. Dave Damaschek, take right here. Are you parking your car in his garage? We saw Kenny Pickett a couple weeks ago. You know what I'm going to say. This was a uh, an Instagram post by Dave Damashek. Let me guess. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. You should win the Heisman. Yeah, but actually, like, he argues well. Okay. If the Heisman should go to the most outstanding player, Pickett's put up slightly better numbers than Young and Straub. But if the Heisman should go to the most valuable player, Pitts won 10 games for the first time in five decades, whereas Bama and OSU would be top 20 teams with me at QB. Get Kenny Pickett to NYC. All right. I don't hate it, but... My counter, which doesn't count for much, is that I watched Kenny Pickett play one football game and he was the second best quarterback yeah. on the field. Unfortunately for, for, for Kenny Pickett, the red rifle He uh, was better. Was better and, than but that. Virginia's six and six. Yeah. Who do you think wins the husband? Stroud or something? Uh, I I I guess so. My thing is Young. This is a year where down games don't matter because of the parody and because there's no like Heisman watch. Like who are we watching to make sure that they don't have a bad game like in years past? So uh, I think Kenny Pickett should at least be in the conversation. Dave Damashek. Bryce Young is still odds on favorite. Followed by Stroud and Matt Corral. Kenny Pickett fourth. One more note in the state of Pennsylvania dealing with quarterbacks. Maybe a moonshine Minshew um, sighting. This weekend for the uh, the Eagles, I was on one of these Instagram accounts that just it's like just you know generates news upon news upon news, and evidently, let me read this to you. This is from Philly Eagles News. OC Shane Steichen said QB Gardner Minshew was at the Novacare Complex today, preparing on a day where he would normally have off. Jalen Hurts injured his ankle late in Sunday's loss to the Giants, and his status for the week's game is up in the air. Something to monitor as the week progresses. We need to pounce on this Moonshine Minshew thing. Has Moonshine not been going bathroom for, for three months now? Because he's been the number two here for yeah, quite a while. Yeah, he's been doing a Stan Marsh thing. And I'm not talking about the wheelbarrow. I'm talking about the P.F. Chang's episode. <laughs> got, got a laugh out of Reed there. <laughs> Reed loves poop. He loves golf shaft jokes. He loves... Reed is crunchy-ass 16-year-old. But actually... yeah. Cowboy does not like flatulence. No, he doesn't. Not in the workspace, at least. Yeah, unfortunately. I like South Park jokes. Unfortunately. And sometimes they contain poop jokes. Moonshine would be backed up by a Reed. Reed Sinet. Hey, um, real quick, because we're going to talk about the Monday night game, because there are some interesting implications outside of just a beautiful, shitty football game. I love shitty football. Sunday night to Monday night, that was about the best Sunday-Monday split of games we've had all year. We had the... 18 turnover game, natural grass, cold out, physical. You had edge rushers going wild. Sure, the score was like 9-6. to six, And Baker Mayfield's just dropping the ball, and Lamar looks like he's point-shaving at times. But yeah, no, no kidding. 
<laughs> I mean, he had a bad half. Um, Dude. But they followed that up with another doozy of a game Monday night. I mean, that game had it all. They had, uh, what, they have a thick two blocked extra point, and then you had uh, Slyze, who's, of course, the kicker. His hamstring exploded chasing a, a defensive lineman after the block kick, so that changed the whole dynamic of the game. There was a bunch of two-point conversions. The game essentially ended in a two-point conversion, but not without two onside kicks that basically executed on the Seahawks' side. It was inexplicable. The first one to me was like, damn, they actually got the onside kick. There was an illegal formation. By like like two yards. Yeah, but there's a rule. Rules are rules. Rule people that are, you know, stick their nose up at like, well, if you're in the neutral zone, you're in the neutral zone. This guy wasn't on the hash. He needs to be on the hash. I didn't know the rule, but that's why there's a special teams coach. Anyways, they probably get the ball back there. They probably hit one shot and beat the Washington football team. Anyways, they had to they had to tee it up and do it again, and they damn near got it again. So this game had everything. I loved it, uh, and it was at our favorite place, the Palace in Landover. Loved it. I was at Jones Arena watching Virginia storm back against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Boy, did we. I'm glad I didn't take the under. Ended up losing by one. Yeah. But that's Bella a good showed, sign Bella for us. Bella showed a lot of fight. Hey, That's a good sign for it's us. It's weird being the inferior team in that building. Hasn't happened in about a decade. Iowa I I win I a lot of six games. And oh. They're 6-0, and 7-0 oh. and oh now. Maybe 7-0 now. 7-0 now. But yeah, some improvement. Um, I, I got home to watch into that. And you did because? No, no, no. I wasn't watching because of Scary Terry. I end up losing the uh, the fantasy game this week, uh, 125.88 to 125.16 <laughs> because, honestly, because... Uh, Lamarvelous threw four picks. He throws three picks, and I and I win. But Terry needed uh, about four catches and got four catches. And this has been a tough year for you because you're on the bubble. Oh, I would have locked up a playoff spot had I won this this week, this past week, and now it's outside looking in. Yeah, sort you got to play the best team in the league because this, I have the Cucks. They show you what your record would be if yeah. you played every week. I'd be two and ten if I played the Cucks every week. So it's not looking good. It's not looking good. In the words of uh, that Arizona State's players coach, uh, this this game is under investigation. Can you read the text message that I have here, Reed? Dog, I'm not even reversing the mojo. It will be over Q1. Just need one of Lamar four picks to be a TD. Now, if you sit Terry, I could return some of your initial investment. What does that mean? And that's a text from Macon to somebody else in the league. What does that mean, return some of your initial investment if you sat Terry McLaurin? I offered my opponent money to sit down (laughs) his wide receiver. (laughs) I'm so glad that you didn't make a big thing about this. You're a fucking cheater. Oh, that, I, I don't see that in the rules. Is that in the rules? You can't bribe people to have them sit people? It's bribery. It's collusion. It's lots of things. Yeah. I did the same thing to you. I said you could forget to start a couple guys this week, you know, build up some suspense for a playoff match. It just feels extra slimy because <laughs> it was somebody else. You're, you're not just colluding with me. You're colluding with other people in the league. Yeah, that's right. That's not the first time I've made that offer. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to get that. It was basically a feeble attempt at throwing uh, this week's game to slide into the playoffs, and I'm going to wipe the... And this person sent you a screenshot. I don't know how I got it. Huh. Huh. (laughs) Interesting. I don't know how I got it. I'd like to note it's November the 30th, and we are in another room, and um, (laughs) you said something about it being December 1st. Man, I don't give a fuck what month it is, dude. And I said, nah, it's not December 1st, and then you said... What it's the it's November thirty first. What I was day like, is it? Hell nah, what super day is nah. It? And you're like, oh, December second. 
No, it's it's actually November thirtieth. Don't do I look like a calendar guy? No, no, no. And yeah, and I actually wrote that down. Not a huge calendar guy. My son asked me this morning if it was still fall, and I was like, uh, "Still leaves on the tree." Ask your mom outside. Yeah, ask mom. What does mom think about it? I'm doing no dessert December. And that's was, how this came up. I was eating a cookie. You said no. That's right. You, yeah, I was eating a cookie, and you and you said I'm doing no dessert december and i said well i've just ate a cookie in december what are you gonna do about it and you're like (laughs) i have a calendar cool story having a calendar and all i was geared up to go to albemarle baking company i was gonna get a an apple cranberry crumb tart in a key lime tart yeah and what i do there is i cut them both in half and i give the halves to uh, my lovely wife kate and then i eat the other two halves it's a nice little dessert i was gonna go out in style in november but um I'm still here, Studio J. It's dark outside. The place is Why don't you stuff your face closed. for the next two nights because it's November 30th and like carb load going in like Michael Scott on the uh, Alfredo. Right. Is this a con? Is this a joke again? No. 30 days in November. So oh, we fuck. are here on the there's last not 31. day of the month. There's no. not 31. I'm going to get you a calendar for Christmas. You know, there's there's the whole, what was the other thing? It was a leap year thing or what What did I get just absolutely fried because I didn't. 52 weeks in a year. 52 weeks in a year. Who the fuck cares? You think the cavemen cared about how many weeks in a year it was about survival? That's the life of a podcaster. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a calendar. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the board. So now does my dessert plight seem a little more significant to you that this is my last day and I don't have dessert at home? I'm yeah, going to start a night early. Fuck the desserts tonight. Was it really every day for, what was it, 15 years? Yeah, I, um, I think so. I, only, only nights it, it might not have been would be like a night out, I'd say, and those have been few and far between. I think so. What about the night you slept in the park bench? Did you dessert that night? Yeah. <laughs> You served dessert at that function. I right? did. Yeah. Okay, did I? Yes. <laughs> grabbed and he grabbed. Grabbed he did a and grab went. And go. Yeah. He was a grabbing and grabbing and went. No, so I'm glad we we got that over with. We've got a big matchup this week, and it uh, kind of rendered a little bit less significant with the loss last night. Condolences. Um, this game had it all, as I said. It also had Sidney Jones playing a lot of football in a prime time spot. Um, you know, I've seen Rasul Douglas on the field, Shondon Sullivan. Like, what DB from the Eagles is not getting serious time right now? Like, that was our Super Bowl run, basically. And all these young guys are elsewhere and playing significant minutes. So good for him. Um, Russell Wilson next year. That's the big question. That's what you if, you, if there's a lead coming out of this game, and I hate talking about the team that lost, but... It is Russell Wilson because things are not getting better. I know his finger's probably not 100%. Uh, I know he he was rehabbing it even as he was watching the Broncos game the other day, Cowboy. Waldron and him have not gotten on the same page. Uh, They'll probably hit the reset button soon. I don't want to make news saying that, but like things are trending down in Seattle. Uh, And they haven't really found a way to get the ball to Metcalf consistently. So I don't know if like if your guy that you're like, well, why would Russell Wilson stay in Seattle? Why would Russell Wilson go to Team X, Y, and Z? Well, a DK Metcalf is is a big reason for a lot of people, but they've struggled to connect. And like it showed late in that game last night, a couple force balls to him. I mean, he missed um, just Swain for one. the sake of targets. Just for the sake yeah. of targets, and it was like it was almost like they knew when they started talking about it on the broadcast. DK didn't have a target until like four minutes to go in the third. So. 
I'm just saying, I say all all that to say the defense is kind of cratered there, although they played hard last night. I'm not saying cratered. They just don't have the same playmakers that they had in in the prime of, of Russ's career in Seattle. And he's older. Like, the next decision he makes could be... You know the last big decision. I mean, you, you, you. I know he wants to play till he's forty, but only one guy's really done that into their forties. And although he's kept pace with him the last ten years and wins and that sort of thing, uh, there's only one Tom Brady. So, what say you? In August, I think it was, he said Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears were the. That's what his agent said. Those were the teams that he he would be willing to be traded to. Which, by the way. I mean, that's Cowboys, Dakota, Dakota Prescott. To Prescott. Bears, Justin Fields. Yep. Raiders, Derek Carr, they can win ball games. Yeah. Saints, okay. I, I, can't, I can't do any of those for them. I can do the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. And I like the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Uh, a lot of weapons. Interesting imagining him and Mike Tomlin like hanging out. Uh, but the defense is down this year. You know what I mean? Get it healthy? Maybe get it healthy, you think? Yeah. I, li- I like Pittsburgh. I do like Pittsburgh, but I'll give you another one. We watched them play last night. That's right. Football team. The football team. Yep. Um, let me rattle off some names to you. McLaurin, Thomas, Samuel, Gibson, McKissick. Who needs an O-line? I don't care how many centers you're down. They can fix that this offseason. They just beat Seattle with Taylor Heineke. No disrespect to the man. The division is... Yeah, and what's not to like about Ron Rivera? He looked like he he was ready to take on an ISO running out of the tunnel last night. Let's fucking go. He looks like he'd still play. If that guy doesn't fire you up, what would? The only negative of that place is is Landover. The field? The field. Russ is from Richmond, Virginia. He'd probably live in the state of Virginia. Oh, Uh, awkward for you awkward yeah no maybe we can find him a place oh we can find him a place yeah synergy yeah we could russ call us green light podcast and realty we dabble but if you look at it i mean (laughs) there's another team in the division that's probably going to at least consider making a run at him and that's philly i mean just if you know howie roseman and he he wants to make the big splashy trade philly has kind of become like new york south a little bit there is the they're both entertainment kind of people i mean i know sierra is like an entertainer and a great one at that russell i think wants to dip his toe into being like the next tom cruise i bet you know after football i think he wants to be something bigger than just a football player philly would be a place to give him an opportunity to do that who's more married to whom new york and dan dimes or philly and jalen hurts 50 percent of marriages end There could be, you know, could be two of them there. I like if you were on the pod Sunday night, we would have talked about what we saw in the the field in the me- Meadowlands there, which was not pretty. The I, ball got there to to Rager. I understand, and Rager's got to catch it, but you're not exactly losing a shootout to the Giants. So when you're looking at the Eagles, and if you have big time aspirations, and if you're Harry Roseman, and your seat feels a little hot, like you probably feel like you have to make a big splashy move and that move is probably not being like, we're gonna stick with this guy that that's real hot some weeks and real cold some weeks. We're not that good yet and I don't have that kind of time. And by the way, there's a ton of college quarterbacks and a killer carousel coming up this year. There's a ton of vets as well we are gonna be out there that I can kind of like talk myself into. The grass is always greener. In life, when you're evaluating players, and yeah, I think Jalen Hurts can be a really good quarterback. I've said this over and over again. I love to see Jalen Hurts in New Orleans. 
and New Orleans is some somewhere that we're talking about with with Russell Wilson. I don't see that as much. I, everybody's too lazy with the Breeze is Russell is Breeze. I, different players. Uh, sure, is it is it tantalizing to think about Russ and Sean Payton? But what do they have there? Russ wanting to be there. They have Alvin Kamara and Russ wanting to be there. Uh, and a roster that you could argue like the windows closing a little bit on so Panthers they were floated They just lost McCaffrey. I didn't even mention this more than just saying his name Antonio Gibson is a guy that would make me want to come play there like Antonio Gibson is one of my favorite players He is awesome last night. He was he was great for them He made one really head-scratching play. We'll talk about but there's a lot of weapons here Denver We talked about the other day as well Dolphins have been floated. I like Washington a lot out of that group. I like Denver as well. By the way, when it comes to uh, Heineke, some people noticed that the broadcast crew seemed to really like him last night. I think there's stuff to like about the kid. I definitely do. Is he ever going to be a Super Bowl quarterback? Nope. That's sometimes the most simple question you have to ask, and I think he's going to play a lot of football throughout his career. We got really high on him during the game, if you were just listening to the broadcast, but Russ went three and out for like 90 minutes straight, and it's a one-score ball game. You know, so, I mean, like, he's a good, solid quarterback. I think, you know, it's fun to watch him play. He's got tremendous heart. I respect him, but as they pointed out last night, like, Ron Rivera's on Tinder. Every week, he told the production people he has people sending him a weekly report on their quarterbacks, coming out in the draft next year. That would be like me getting on a nationally syndicated podcast and saying, like, announcing to my wife that I'm on Tinder. You know what I mean? That's kind of what that's like. And that's the reality in pro football. So, like, for you to be your seat to be guaranteed to you next year, it takes a lot more than, like, five and six or whatever they are right now. And by the way, NFC East, it's like uh, Ricky Bobby's dad for a division. Like, they don't like success there. We could be a couple weeks away. We could be a couple days away from Washington being five and six, and uh, the Cowboys being seven and five, dude. Eagles at five and seven. New York Giants at four and seven. Ain't nobody dead. Race to nine. Everybody in the hunt. You get the race to twenty. You get the race to nine, dude. It's November for some of us, December for others, and exactly. everybody's in the hunt. The Gibson thing I was going to tell you about. Did you did you see he broke like fifteen tackles in the red zone? They're trying to bleed the ball out, and inexplicably found his way to the sideline got out of bounds. If that doesn't happen, I don't think I lose that bet. This is the lead here. Oh, you lost. I lost the bet last night. Not a big one. What I do is on a sh- like a bad game, I put like a tiny bit of money on it to really get me to be incentivized to do my job and watch it and be like plugged in on it. So so you know, Stanford Steve That's called me. a gambling addiction. No, it's called uh, well you you had an angle there it would it would be called justifying a gambling addiction, mm-hmm. but Honestly, it's just something that plugs me in for the game, but I actually was putting Waylon to bed, couldn't get my bet in on Washington, so I bet him live as soon as I got downstairs. Two and a half was the number. How about they're on the goal line, about to go up two touchdowns. I'm thinking a tech guy actually do, does something good for me this week. Logan Thomas yeah. almost makes a great play. Looked like a catch. Until they showed that last angle. Moved to, uh, from we, under center, I thought doing, it was though? he dropped it. it, it 2016, 2012, and before that's a catch from from then Dude, to the. It's only as good as the camera can justify making the call. And to me, like, yeah, you got to reverse that. That pool I yeah. do mm-hmm. that I've never won. Yeah, 
Buffalo, Cincy, Miami, New York Giants, Washington football team. I went five for five. Did you really? Your boy won. Good for you. Yeah, good for me. You didn't text me this week. Week 12 winner. <laughs> um, I did not, yeah, I didn't yeah. ask you for any winners. Hey, and Washington, uh, they've sneaky settled into, like, I forgot they don't have a name. It's a great no name. And the logo looks good, too. Ah, I wouldn't go that I far. I like the logo. I wouldn't go that far. All the, all the letters are, are short. And the and the word is too long. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I'm with you. I'm not. I mean, everything about, just says Washington. I'm not saying what on the sweatshirt. Like I'm the saying w. the W. Yeah. The W. All right. Well, let's get uh, Barrett Jones on here to talk about. I mean, we've got a lot to catch up on. The the you know, I want to see if if Brian Kelly can last in the SEC. I want to find out how Barrett Jones prefers to be left by a college coach. How do you prefer to be left by a college coach? Ah, uh, text. Uh, <laughs> sure as hell don't want to go to a meeting at, Not at 7, 7 a.m. Here's the thing about that. I tweeted today and I was kind of joking that the shittiest thing Brian Kelly did was uh, leave and then set up this exit meeting at 7 a.m. They're probably in the building anyways, usually at like 7, 38 a.m. They probably have a lift and meetings. Usually college football players are often in early and pro players. But let me sleep in. Just give me an hour, dude. Somebody this morning was like, you know damn well they're lifting at 8. I'm like, yeah. I need that hour. You told me on text, coach. I got it. You're leaving. The money's good. And by the way, Tillery, one of his best players last couple years, Louisiana guy, and their safety this year, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, Atlanta guy. So maybe he can figure it out down south. But I'll tell you what, like if I'm a player, I committed to play for Notre Dame. Our lady. That's what Kyle Hamilton said on his podcast. Another thing is I committed to play for Brian Kelly at Notre Dame right and the first part my parents probably googled Brian Kelly's track record of like exiting the building so like did you read the uh, Lafleur Sala story that's that's making the rounds no, once again no Matt Lafleur and Robert Sala thought they were invited to a party at the home of their boss Central Michigan coach Brian Kelly turns out they weren't on the guest list We shoveled the snow and parked all the cars, Sala said. Then at the end of the night, we had to go get the cars again. And then they went back to the tiny apartment they shared as graduate assistants. Quote, we decided that when we're in that position, we're never going to treat people the way we got treated, said Sala, now the then Niners defensive coordinator. And Maddie's lived up to it as saying LaFleur treats people the right way. So uh, Brian Kelly, if you followed that. Yeah, I did. um, I mean, um, he basically doesn't have a lot of fans. Future NFL coaches shoveling. Uh, snow instead of joining hey, the party. Come to my party. Yeah. Hey, here's a shovel. Ridiculous. Our holiday party, Reed. Oh, we're having a holiday party. Yeah. Wow. You're not gonna be shoveling snow, Reed. I'll put it that way. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, dude. It's it's college football. It's it's you know how these coaches operate. Barrett Jones knows how these coaches operate. Let's talk to him. Also, we'll talk to him about Bama and uh, Georgia as well. Where's the party? Huh? Party? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the let's, let's talk to Barrett Jones. Okay. Anyone with a business can tell you that when it comes to hiring these days, you don't have time to play games. You need the right players right now. You need Indeed. You can find somebody like Cowboy Reed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want. A short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. 
Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description and you can even invite them to apply right away. The perfect job candidate is looking for you, but until you use Indeed, you're not doing everything you can to look for them. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash greenlight. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash greenlight, Indeed.com slash greenlight. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How we doing? What's up, big boy? Look, I got some I got some Bama memorabilia in the background just for you. RTRT. RTR. Whatever the fuck. RTRT? Retweet, retweet? What are you talking about? <laughs> roll tide, roll tide. Doesn't matter now. You're not gonna be doing a lot of rolling. You got uh You can do your options are RTR. That's the core. Okay. You also have RMFT. That's not I don't really roll use that. Motherfucking tide. Right. Is that and, your answer to sucking that tiger dick? You have you have also have RTOTA. What is RTOTA? Making do you know? Because he's going to act like he knows. Go no. Ahead. All right. What is it? Roll tight on the nest. Oh man. <laughs> All right, Harvey Updike. R.I.P. to the God, Harvey Updike. Uh, uh, we got we got Barrett Jones with us. He is a uh, old friend, old teammate, one of the best in the media. And I got to run into Barrett a few weeks ago in Charlottesville at a uh, football game that we got absolutely destroyed in the Notre Dame game. And I wish I could say I stopped watching Virginia football after that, but uh, we won't talk about tech till later. <laughs> Barrett, how do you feel this week? Nerves? Uh, you know, Brian Kelly coming to the SEC has got to make you pretty nervous. Well, first of all, I'm an analyst, so I'm completely unbiased and I have no feelings regarding anything. Right. But I, uh, I'm shaking my boots. Absolutely. You really no, are. It, no, I think it's been an unbelievable cycle and it's just getting started. I mean, normally you kind of have the natural progression of like, you know, you go from a kind of like a medium school to a big school and we're having like these massive jumps that are creating other massive holes. I mean, you know, now, like when's the last time a coach left Notre Dame that didn't retire? I don't have that. I don't have that stat in front of me. It would have been going to have 114 years ago. Golly, that's 114 years. Someone's left Notre Dame, taking their job. That's wild. I mean, you leave Oklahoma to get, go to USC, you know, kind of lateral, I think. But uh, it, it's been a wild cycle, and we're just getting started. I mean, I don't, I don't know how it's going to all go, but it, it was a very interesting move from Brian Kelly. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, but I'm just guessing that he thought, I feel like I've done as good of a job as I can do here at Notre Dame. And then still, when I get to the playoff, we get crushed by Clemson or Bama. I want to see if I can become legendary and win national championships. And look, I, I think LSU is an awesome job. Like it's an awesome, I know like it, it, there's a lot that's happened there. There's a lot of noise. Three coaches in the last 20 years have won a natty at LSU. Think about that. Yeah. And honestly, two of the three coach O less miles. Like do it. Does anyone think those are like the greatest coaches in the world? Like, I mean, they're okay. You yeah. know I mean? I wouldn't put them in like the top 20 of all time probably. And they won natties there. So that place, there's about to be a major power void in the West at some point when Saban, you know, either retires or keels over and someone's going to have to pick up the slack. And to me, it's either going to be Jimbo or now Brian Kelly and LSU. I think that that place could be a powerhouse 
for the next 20 years uh, if Brian Kelly does what I think he will do. I think they'll be extremely successful. So that's interesting because on one side of it, you know, and first off, Macon, so you, know, you would take the LSU job? Uh, would I take the LSU job? Yeah. Would you run to Baton Rouge? Yes, but not if I'm Brian Kelly. Or, yeah, that's, so that's, that's the part of it is like, it's so hard for me to picture this guy down in the bayou. That's There's the fit, right? But the football fit is you just won a national championship with that O, who we love, but you just put it pretty succinctly. So you think, Barrett Jones thinks, the, the football IQ can win the day down there. You don't need to be a fit. Chris, you know this. Like, I, I think there's been so many narratives during this cycle. Like, Lincoln Riley is a good example. Like, one of the narratives was that, which especially down here where I am, I live in Memphis, down in the south. Everyone's on every talk show. Lincoln Riley, he was scared of the SEC. He didn't want any part of the SEC. You know, like, I just don't know a lot of coaches that think that way. Like, I don't really think that, I don't think Brian Kelly thinks that way. Everyone's like, he had a much easier path at Notre Dame than going to the SEC. Like, most coaches I know, especially elite guys, like they want to see how their stuff works against the best. You know, like they really want to feel like, okay, like I really took my shot. I had it on the big stage. I had no excuses at all the resources. I can get any player I want. Their administration completely dedicated to football above all else. And they want to see if they can be that next legendary guy, you know? So I think like sometimes we overthink all this, you know? I, I would, I want to be a narrative guy, Barrett. I want to overthink it because I think Lincoln Riley absolutely ran from becoming you do uh, think that. Mississippi State or something to that effect th- in, the S- really? in the SEC. I do. And I, it's not like a, a scared thing. I think he's, I think younger guys are more pragmatic. I think the old school football yeah. coaches are like, I'm going to run through that wall there. And Lincoln Riley's like, I'm going to walk around it. I'm going to go to SC right now where it's like, it's there's a void. I mean, not a void. Oregon's occupied it, but you can win right. in the Pac-12. He'll, he'll be in the playoffs. I think for Brian Kelly, you're like, if I'm Brian Kelly, I've seen what the ceiling is here at Notre Dame. Right. You know, it's like, we can get in the playoffs as many times as we want because we can manipulate things and all that stuff. And But you're not going to be able to have the top-end dudes and get guys right. in that you can get in at LSU. So once you get in the dance, what do you do? Let me ask you a question. Let me just say, I don't really know a lot of these guys personally. I know Billy Daper pretty well, but uh, the other guys, they're not really in my circle as much. So, I mean, you're married. Like, Do you think there's a chance that him and his wife were just kind of talking and she was like, okay, we got young kids. Like, We can either spend the next 10 years in like Oklahoma or we yeah. can go live in manhattan beach like it to me that one might be that simple that's that's part of it it's not like let's go live in la yeah it's not like in an alternate universe like uh wazoo was really dominant and he was like oh let me just pop up there to whatever that's the palouse so yeah which uh, mixed reviews on that place but you know they're in their 30s you know like they're i mean they're 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 still like young they want they probably like want to be like kind of you know famous and i mean you know she probably likes that but the taxes barrett didn't you see the know. oklahoma representative hey. the tax treasurer that was like hey by the way when you leave here you're gonna have to pay more taxes you also might not you have a lesser chance of getting hit by a tumbleweed or bit by a rattlesnake <laughs> or any of those things so like there's also a quality of life thing no offense to the people sam bradford loves oklahoma we argue about this all the time i think most people would rather live in manhattan beach uh, I definitely, I, I've had like a lot because I, I tweeted that out and I said that, and you know, you have all the you know of the people saying, "Well, yeah, if you want to walk over eight homeless people when you're going to get your coffee, you know, all this." You Not know, where he's getting his coffee. Typical LA stuff. That's what I. Maybe you guys have been to LA, which I don't personally like LA. Would never want to live in LA. I I think LAX is the worst airport ever invented. It's Terrible. a damn horrible area. But if you leave LA and you go to those beach towns. 
They're pretty nice. Yeah, okay. I mean, you can start to kind LA, of catch the vision. LA's kind of Miami adjacent. They're uh, making there's greater a lot of area LA, areas in yeah. yeah the greater LA area. Right. So, what do you think happens at Notre Dame then? Do you think it's Marcus Freeman? Because if it's not Marcus Freeman, there's this big domino effect where then Luke Fickle's sitting there. And he's like, uh, I thought that was my job. You know, what does he do? Does he stay at Cincinnati? What do you think happens at Notre Dame? Yeah, it feels like a fickle fit. You know, like I, I think that uh, certainly, obviously, that's a little bit of a safer pick. You know, Marcus Freeman's a very sexy name, relatively new to the stage, though, of sexy names. I think, you know, I heard at one theory today that they're going to switch jobs and that Marcus Freeman's going to go back to Cincinnati. He's going to get the Cincinnati job. But I don't know. Maybe Marcus Freeman might want to hold out. He might could get, you know, one of the other big jobs. So, Look, I have no idea. I've never known what's going to happen in any of these coaching cycles. I thought when I, I called the LSU game last week, LSU A&M, and I would have, based on everyone I talked to, it was a done deal, Lincoln LSU. Like everyone was saying that around LSU. Right. Obviously, he wakes up and goes to USC. So I have no clue what's going to happen. Marcus Freeman definitely seems like a great recruiter. I feel like he, they've, he's elevated from everything I've heard. They're recruiting footprint a bunch, which, by the way, that was – you know, they finally have kind of a top five class and elite class. And now that's when Brian Kelly decides. Right. Exactly. He's going to be. Yeah. And, and you were down there at the coach O funeral that had to be so lit. How awesome was that? Atmosphere? Dude, it was, did you see the end of the game? I oh mean, my it, God, bro. I was like, did they just well, hire him or, or are they letting him go? Because unbelievable <laughs> ending to the game. Like I, it, like it, it was, I, I saw a bunch of people joke and say that, they LSU, especially after uh, all the, the problems they've you know had now, all those seem like a distant memory, but at the time it was like everybody they were kind of going after what Jimbo wasn't happening, you know, then it seemed like Lincoln was happy that they should consider interim coach O, you know, for the job because interim coach O a lot better than regular coach O. And uh, forced to be like, the guys were so jacked up. I mean, like they were playing so hard. They were playing all these random freshmen that I didn't even I've called some of their games, didn't really know about and they were going cover zero, like on every single third down. They just didn't care playing man to man off the field. And they just found a way it was, it was a fun uh, finish to the season. And uh, one of my least favorite phrases in sports, especially like on a big game is like when people talk about like, Oh man, that team wanted it more. Like they want it, like, yeah. you know, the Super Bowl. they're like, Oh, they just wanted it so much more. I'm like, I bet both teams probably wanted it a lot. Yeah. Uh -huh. In that case, I will say Ellis wanted it more on that night. They really did. They were hungry, so they wanted it for Coach O. And by the way, before we move on to the other vacancies, I want to see if we can. We it's can a cool jacket. Thanks. Uh, it's um, it's like a, what is a this, bomber uh, jacket. Canada goose kind of thing. It looks nice. Ooh. It's nice. You take care of these. Although I did vomit on my other one <laughs> after the Virginia game, Barrett. I uh, he vomited. I self medicated and ended up at home and and uh, projectiled in the bathroom. That was a tough game. You had, you people would cope with pain a lot of different ways. That was. You know how I cope with pain. You've played with me in St. Louis. <laughs> I, I know. I was upset, too, and not that upset, to be honest. I got over it pretty fast. I was excited about having a good game, and then I found out Brandon Armstrong's not playing the week, and I was like, this is going to be a bloodbath. Oh, so. that was tough. He, of course, called the Notre Dame game a couple weeks ago. Uh, before we move on from Notre Dame, how do you prefer a coach leaves you? That's a good question. It's it's come up a lot lately, and, like, you know, first of all, like I, if I'm being honest, I don't – I feel like people are putting way too much into it. Like, I, I mean, they're, they're, it's just like at the end of the day, like, yeah. Could you be mad for a second? I mean, probably, yeah, you, but you're always going to be mad if the coach is leaving. And in a perfect world, I'm sure that the coach would love to have a team meeting with everybody. But the reality is as soon as you announce the team meeting, somebody's texted somebody and it's out that oh, there's a team meeting and he's about to leave, you know, for somebody. And probably before you had the team meeting, 
you you probably accepted the job, you know, to have the team meeting and whoever you accepted the job from, they're going to leak into their people to get excited and someone's leaking it out. So it's just so hard now to, uh, to keep things a secret with the media the way it is. I think people make way too big of a deal. All these coaches would love to do that. It's just not the reality right now, especially when you're not even, you know, you just had your last game, you have a break, like ever, you know, you don't have a, probably didn't have practice that day. So I'm with you. Barrett. I'm, I'm totally with you. Even though it's Brian Kelly, I think here's the, the crux of it. All these players committed to play for Brian Kelly. Like if you have a pet tiger and he fucking bites you, that's your fault for having a pet tiger. You went and played for Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly has left people in spectacular fashion for decades, man. Like, and also, I'm sure there's a big in-person dynamic of it. Let's assume it's not Brian Kelly. Let's assume Macon and I are coaches. I don't know. Maybe have a text message drafted, and like before you sign the ink to the paper, you hit that, and so the guys get that first thing. You're never going to get home to see him in person. You should know that by now. But at the same time, it's college football, it's a business, and with the transfer portal open and NIL deals and that sort of thing, we're at least moving in the in direction of players being a little bit more autonomous. It's gonna not be as wild. much of a double standard now, although, you It's know. gonna be wild. Like, I, that's the thing, that's the fallout that I still don't even know what it's gonna look like, and I don't think anyone does, is with all this coaching carousel, especially these big moves, like, how many players are gonna follow them? And it's not, it's no longer just the recruits. The recruits has always kind of been a thing, you know, where a coach leaves, I remember when Kirby left Alabama, went to Georgia, and then, you know, there was this year period where all these Alabama coaches were mad at Kirby because he took all these recruits with him. Now it's not just the recruits, it's the players. I mean, like, you're already hearing these Caleb Williams rumors from uh, Oklahoma that he's going to USC and they're getting some NIL deal lined up for him. Rattler staying. Rattler staying. It's going to be wild. Like, it's just going to be crazy. Everyone's going to be transferring and moving. And I, is it good? I mean, I guess, yeah, it's good for the players. It's good, it's they good have. for the players. It balances out because coaches have been able to just leave in the middle of the night for eons, and now at least there's more player mobility and players can get a little piece of the pie. Graziano said something on TV today. I was watching uh, that show on ESPN by the river with Mike Greenberg. Um, get up. Get up. I was up. And uh, Graziano was talking about, you know, like a lot of these coaches, of course they're not going to even put this out there, of course, I'm going to keep it a secret because other coaches use it against you when, when you're supposed to be known to be looking, you know, a coach who recruits the same areas like, Hey, I heard, you know what I mean? And you don't want that out there, especially even if you're just talking behind the scenes about being looking. So the whole thing is it's an interesting dance that's going on in college football right now. And the media only makes it more interesting because you can bet somebody in the office down there at LSU is going to be shooting that out before you can even get out the door. So, I mean, I, like, I think it's a little bit too big of a deal. Well, one last thing on this topic before yeah. we move on. Is I, I just, it'll be really interesting to see, not necessarily this year, but over the next 10 years, like, are there more coaches that don't want to deal with all this? You know what I mean? Like, like they just say, hey, look, I'd rather just be a coordinator in the NFL or a position coach, not have to recruit, not have to do NIL. There's just so many moving chess pieces. Like, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Right. All the all the constant recruiting of your own players. Like, I think, like, to, to use it maybe an extreme example, there might just be more Dan Mullins. There's, like, I'm done with this crap. Like, I, I don't want to, it's it's out of hand. I'm going to mail it in. I'm, I'm going to go shark fishing. It's just, it's too much. You know what I mean? Like, so I just something to keep an eye on. Like, I think the college football potentially could lose some high quality coaches to the NFL. You know, to because it's just it's such a headache. I would not want to do it. I just it sounds terrible to me. 
to have to I, the coaching part would sound awesome. Like but I the was, recruiting, the whole being on the oh, road, like we lost to tech. Boosters. Yes, but we yeah. just lost to tech. Dudes are on the road busting their ass. Like after you lose to a team like tech, Brutal. it's like it's incredible to think about, oh now I gotta leave my family. I can't even like suck my thumb in my house for three days. I mean, on top of it, the player mobility, I used to think college coaches would prefer their jobs because of the control factor. You lose that and you're working more. That's why the money, the money's going. And up. as Barrett just said, it's not just recruiting; it's re-recruiting yeah. your own players it's, yeah. every it's single year. Yeah, it's I crazy. agree. It's I, crazy. I, I wish one one thing I wish they would do, and this is anti-player, maybe whatever. But I wish they would open the transfer portal for a certain time every year. I do feel a little bit for the coaches when, like, in the middle of the year, like their backup quarterback is like entering the portal and like doesn't want to play anymore. And like, I get that maybe that's best for the kid. It's just hard for like roster development when like. In the preseason, you think you have all this stuff, and then halfway through the year, like, you know, 80 of your guys have entered the portal. When do you think the period should be, the Barrett-Jones rule? Off-season. I mean, it can be a long period. Just not not between August and January. Like, I feel like in that given year, you should be on that team. And maybe I'm I'm old school, but, like, I feel like your commitment when you enter a team for the year is, like, it's for the coach, but it's also, like, to the other guys. For the the year, yeah, for the year. Now, if if you're a professional... You know, and shit really hits the fan. You can ask for a trade and that sort of thing. And a lot of times you're justified in doing that. But I do think, like, if they could find a balance where, you know, when you walk into a locker room, because it's still a team game, uh, you know, you do have to depend on each other. Barrett Jones rule. Maybe there's something to it. I don't know. Maybe we're going to get canceled. The BJR. I like it. Speaking of re-recruiting, how annoyed are you if you're Bob Stoops and you're, like, trying to beg players for a month to come back that are decommitting from South? Southern California, and that are that are going with uh, this little pencil neck guy with with Ray Bans. I mean, like Bob Stoops has been there for forty years. It feels like, and he's got to clean up the mess here. Yeah, I mean, look, it's there's just all these crazy unintended consequences that college ball is crazy right now. I will say, all the haters that said. It was, you know, going to blow it up. It's still a fantastic product, and it's still been a lot of fun. Oh, it's so, so fun. It's so it's fun. all the storylines. I still love it. Yeah, the kids are in Applebee's commercials. There's a guy for Kansas that's love, in a, that a, was epic. a brilliant Applebee's commercial. The, the, world is only, the world's better yeah. for this. To me, the, all the NIL stuff's going to work itself out. It's going like, to work I, itself out. I think, I mean, there's the deals are going to get smaller, obviously, because there's, I will say, I think it had an impact, though. Like, you look at, you know, I, I know that we never put that much stock in the early draft things and they have to have clickbait in the articles and I get all the way it works. But like you look at like the, the top few picks last year, I think the top three guys were Rattler, Keaton Slovis and Sam Howell, you yeah. know, and like I had an OK year, but like Rattler and Slovis weren't even playing, you know. So is that because they just weren't good the whole time or they got a bunch of NIL deals? I mean, I don't know. Because of Rivals.com and it's because Slovis just saying, can throw the it, fuck it, out of the It's interesting. Game. To see how many guys can handle it. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a whole ball game. So. Yeah. Hey, the Miami possible domino effect here. If you're, let's say, the guy up at Oregon, Cristobal. Cristobal. If you're, who else was talked about with that Lane job? Kiffin. Lane, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Is Miami a job you, you want to make a move for? Good question. So, I mean, first of all, Miami, the last I checked, doesn't have an AD. So, I mean, like, it's it's like kind of like a rudderless ship right now to me. Like, who's driving this car, I guess? I always get a little weary when the presidents are doing this all the steal. I mean, these guys, you know, they're academic types. Like it's it's a different ballgame. Anyway, Miami is, first of all, somehow amidst all the, you know, the U and everything, like their facilities are terrible. Yeah. I mean, they have not invested well in football. Like their stadium is, you know, they play in hard rock. It's like what, 30 minutes from campus. I mean, it's 
not a good environment. It's I mean, there's like an hour, <laughs> an hour. It depends on traffic, whatever. It's a long way. Like there, there it's, they got some problems. So yeah, I personally, you know, I'm not in that, but like, I don't know. I mean, Cristobal, he's a South Florida guy, like Lane. He's not from South Florida, but you could say you he's could South, see him in South Florida. Lane needs a small town. Uh, USA <laughs> might be better for him to have some, you know, there's, there's more confidentiality. Lane in needs towns, like a so. sponsor family. Like when Lane comes to coach, he like he has like a sponsor family that makes sure he's straight and he's got like all the food. Lane's like showing signs of maturity. Like let's keep fostering that. Let's yeah. not move. Let's him, foster you know? that. Let's foster that. It's like, in it's not grove. like one month out of rehab. You don't go move to my, <laughs> so. no, you don't. <laughs> Matt Campbell's the one person I'm wondering about because he's been such a hot name. We love Matt Campbell, but yeah. Iowa State's going to be Iowa State again here real soon. Like, just book it. Like, they're not going to stay hot like this. and Or will his name stay hot like this with some of the teams departing to go to the SEC and that sort of thing? Like, is he safe staying put? Well, I do think Mike, uh, Matt Campbell is Mike Campbell, his cousin. Just kidding. Matt yeah, Campbell. No, Mike, I heard, uh, was floated as well. Yeah, uh, Matt Campbell is, uh, I mean, look, he's a, he's a young, sexy name. Like, the, the players seem to love them. Like, first of all, his buyout's huge. So, I mean, somebody's going to have to just let's talk dollars and cents. Somebody's going to have to pony up big money. But we've seen that's not really a problem. That's the, the money's out there right now at a lot of schools. You know, he, I mean, he has a different philosophy. I mean, he seems more like a quality of life type guy. You know, he gives a speech about how. You know, those are your goals. I don't know if you probably saw it, the whole, like, that's that's the media's goals. You know, our goal is to be the best version of ourselves we can be. So he's kind of got a little Ted Lasso, you know, kind of deal, deal yeah. you know, some of the stuff that he says. But I, I I don't know. It's a great question. I've wondered that exact same thing. Like, does his name eventually cool off? You got to kind of strike while the iron is hot, but yeah. also be committed to your guys. And then there are some people that, like, they committed too long and then it cools off. So I'm kind of with you. Like, I called a game at Iowa State this year. And I mean, it's a decent spot, but also you don't really see it ever becoming a powerhouse per se. You know, yeah, I think I think he aims higher if he's a quality of life oh, guy. Oh, is that on purpose? Yeah. He well, creases his brim like he's a 10-year-old <laughs> tennis player. Okay, we love Matt Campbell. Let's not. No, I'm just saying that's it's a cause for concern. Okay, okay. Well, let, me, let me sum it up and just say, I think that what you're referencing right now is absolutely a risk and absolutely on the table. If he doesn't, move soon like it seems like in the coaching carousel you know that your name only stays hot so long yep. you know what i mean yep. you can't just perpetually it's kind of like it's kind of like a hot dog at a gas station i like where this is going burners yeah like yeah of course it's, it's keeping it hot but it's also slowly cooking it so eventually like the hot dog's not gonna be good anymore you know what i mean it's true how long do they keep those things on the rotating steel wheels that not, day, not as long as the taquitos man they can leave those taquitos on for hours hey give me the bama georgia scoop here i'm about to put a uh like a moped maybe on the uh, on on georgia money line what do we think money line. yeah okay all right i think it's like uh, the odds are around minus 230. okay let me give you the case for Bama. What do you think about that? You yeah, go with that? Well, I, I got 15 seconds. Let me just say that I am not a completely biased homer. Like I acknowledge that Georgia will probably win the game and is rightly favored for the game. Okay. Absolutely. Bama, this is like the worst Bama team coach Saban's had in a decade, maybe. Like they have so many problems, yet still they're like the number three team in the country, which says a lot. But anyway, the case for Georgia is this. I called their first game of the year, Clemson, Georgia. The case for Bama. So you Clemson, Georgia, and it was a 3-3 game, okay? That's, by the way, in hindsight, the best team Georgia played all year was Clemson. 
a Clemson team who I, I think we all think know their offense is an absolute train wreck. It was a three to three game where Georgia had a pick six in the second half to win at 10 to three. So like they didn't light the world on fire. Okay. By the way, top two defense in the country, Clemson and Georgia. Okay. That's the only other like quality defense they played really all year, which by the way, the stats are ridiculous. Georgia, I think allowed 83 points all year. And the next closest was Clemson at 180. Yeah. How is that margin? So nuts. But anyway, certainly the coming into the year, the big storyline was Georgia secondary. Like, are they any good? Like they, they had a lot of experience there. They had the guy come over from Clemson actually Darren Kendrick, you know, maybe he's going to help, but they haven't faced a passing attack all year. Like they really haven't faced any passing attack. That's, that's even really decent. Even the ones they have faced, like they don't have any protection up front. Their front seven just overwhelmed everyone. Right. So Alabama has major problems in their line. Like that's probably going to happen. They're probably going to overwhelm, but they have not seen two receivers like Mechie and Jamison Williams. So I do think it's possible to throw the football on them. And I also think defensively for Bama, it's strength on strength. Like Georgia runs the ball incredibly well. Their O-line's gotten a lot better, but as defense as maligned as they've been, most of their problems have been in the secondary. They've got a pretty good front seven. So I, I see it being a better game than some people do. But that being said, like, man, Bama's O-line situation right now is just – Yeah, how did it get there, man? Impressive. This is the house that Barrett Jones built, man. How did it we get – and, and last year they had the best O-line in the country by a long shot. And, uh, yeah, so that's part of it. I mean, they lost a lot of guys. But there, there are times – and, Chris, you know this because you exploited this. But, like, where if you have – the O-line's funny and that if you have four decent players, if there's that one guy, especially if he's a tackle – Yeah. It's hard to play football. You and go get them. You go get them. You, you go, go back and watch the tape, yeah. and they played a few guys there at right tackle. It is a debacle yeah. at right tackle right now. I yeah. mean, an absolute debacle. I mean, they, they have been playing all kind of people. Like, no one can play right tackle right now at Bama. Like, it's hard for me to honestly fathom how bad it's been at times. Where like every pass where I'm like just right tackle. That's all you got to watch. If I mean, anyway, so. You can't find a single a big country looking motherfucker down there to just walk on the team emergency walk on like a well, they, they, they had five crap boy three five-star tackles last year too and none of them have played you know it's incredible it's incredible so, I, I don't know whatever george it's, it's is incredible great. up front and i'm sure. betting them right now i'm sorry uh what are you what are you putting on them what, what is a, a moped a moped they, there's, there's a range there that's why i said it that you can get a lot of different kinds of mopeds if bama loses by one point on a hail mary since he skates by just a little scoot, a little scoot by. Uh-huh. Are Good you gonna question. are you gonna be using your considerable platform, Barrett, to say that Alabama deserves to be at two losses, deserves to be in the playoff over Cincy? You know, I've I like for years have been like the snarky SEC guy on every show, and I've always said like there's no chance under the curve format that a group of five team will ever make the playoff. And I, I've I've been snarky and I'm think I'm going to be wrong under that scenario. No, I, I don't, even though I feel like Bama probably be favored over Cincy at some level, the games have to count, you know? And I think that they would have, they got a shot, a clear path to get in the, into the college ball playoff uh, by being Georgia. Obviously it's a tough path, but I, I don't think that I think since he would get in to me, the big question is going to be if Bama somehow does beat Georgia and let's say Michigan beats Iowa and you have Michigan, Bama, Georgia, then Oklahoma State beats Baylor. If you have Oklahoma State and Cincy, to me, that's going to be a battle. That's going to be a real battle between those two teams to figure out who the fourth one is. Again, probably won't happen because both of those teams will probably get in. That's what I think the most likely scenario is that we have Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma State, and Cincy, which, by the way, everyone complained the last few years. They said, we want other teams. We want parity. Well, here you go. There you go. Enjoy it. You got because- some parity in college football. So you'll better watch, even though I kind of think – 
I, my guess is ratings are going to be down because like people say that. And then like when the Warriors or the Cavs are not in the finals, then they don't watch, you know, they're like, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch the You're nugget. so right, dude. I was you know, like, like I was like, Suns, Bucks, fuck me. It's sunny outside. It's also, right. it so also didn't people help say that, that and they July. think that, but yeah. they don't actually mean it. You know, like people are all talking. That's a so. great point. I didn't even realize it. I've been, I'm that guy. <laughs> so, um, we want parody. We just want our school to be, we want our school to be it. I just yeah, don't want right. shitty games, which has been in the first round, especially of all these college playoff games. I mean, very few one score games. Give me your best couple Bama pros and then we'll let you go, buddy. Actually, this conversation with a buddy of mine where, like, I think very few of the players on these, this team right now would actually start on, like, you know, the, the last few Bama teams. Like, yeah. I don't have that many dominant guys, but there are a few. Jameson Williams is a really good player. I think he's very exciting. Obviously, that's he'll probably be a first-rounder. I'm actually not quite as high on Mechie, to be honest with you, as some people are. Like, I think I don't really see him being, like, the, the same kind of guy that some of the other guys have been. He's a solid player. Um, Evan Neal, their left tackle, he's a stud. I mean, he's an absolute freak of nature. He's had an okay year, but he's a really good player who I think ultimately will develop and has all the tools to be, like, a long-time starting left tackle. Yeah, there's some good guys in the secondary. There's moving to right, Barrett. Moving to right tackle. If he's that good, moving to right tackle this week. Maybe. But the best player, I'm going to say the best player for last, by far, and if you, unless you've been in a hole, you know about this guy. But you need, to, you need to keep your eyes on him if you're an SEC guy. If you're not an SEC guy, is Will Anderson. Like, right. Will Anderson is an absolute game wrecker. And honestly, I'm trying not to sound like a homer here, but like he might actually be the best player in college football this year. He really might be. Like, he is that dominant. He's having like one of those Chase Young type seasons. And it's just, for some reason, it has been like overlooked a little bit, in my opinion. And again, I understand that I'm incredibly biased. And, you know, I hate everyone else's school except for Bama. People tell me on Twitter all the time. But he is an absolute stud. And as good as he is, he's somehow not getting enough credit, in my opinion. He is a game wrecker who's going to be a monster at the next level. Bama rushers, man. You know, it's just yeah. like, I don't know. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Although Barmore. Uh, mm. Has been playing really well this year. He's played pretty good. Last question: Georgia and the Detroit Lions. Just offense uh, from <laughs> Detroit and defense from Georgia. How many points do you think that Detroit would score on Georgia's defense? Because this is this will piss people off. Oh man! Well, I, let me just say in general, I am a major respecter of the NFL. There we go. And I just I respecter. think that this is the this like. <laughs> People would say the same thing to us all the time, like who would win, Bama or the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was or always the Rams when we were there. Yeah, right, or the Rams. And, uh, I mean, look, I think any NFL team would absolutely wipe the floor. So Jared Goff would be picking those guys in Athens. I mean, apart. like, I do think – I mean, it's hard. Like, I mean, you get an example, like, Detroit's pretty bad. I mean, they're like – they don't have that many elite playmakers. Like, they really don't. I mean, so, I, I mean, do I think they'd win? Of course. Could they beat, could Georgia beat the Vikings? I mean, Kirk Cousins couldn't even line up under center. What would you do if you were his center? Oh, my gosh. No, they could not beat the Vikings. No, they couldn't beat the Vikings. Vikings are actually strangely really good. The, but what the Vikings would you, are pretty good. What do you do if your quarterback puts his hand under, uh, under the guard's balls? You like, dude? How did that happen? Have you ever had that happen to you before? Somebody, I, I have never had that happen. You know, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. I don't know. I, I don't have any. I, I don't have an explanation for that. Kirk Cousins. You know, he look. It's never boring with Kirk Cousins. There's can't put him in a box. That I watch and I'm like, there are times where I'm like, dude, Kirk Cousins is a baller. Other times where I'm like, dude, Kirk Cousins like needs to be a backup for his career. Like what 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 is happening right now? And 
he is a he's a, he's a funny guy. But the Vikings, like they're I can't figure them out this year. They're a weird team. So yeah, as know. long as they went under nine games, that'd be great. Hey, uh, Barry Jones, immune to criticism. No, he's not immune to criticism, and you can't put him in a box, plexiglass or otherwise. Barrett, thank you so you much. Like that? <laughs> we do like that. We love when Barrett Jones comes on too. He just did the equivalent of running out of the uh, tunnel at our favorite stadium, saying, "Didn't uh, I?" He, we, we want more Barrett Jones for the people listening at home. Tweet us, tell us you want more Barrett Jones. We'll get more Barrett. I Jones. love the pod. Let me just say, like, it's great. I listen to it a lot of times when you link it on Twitter. It's, you do a great job. And the thing I love about it, and I think that pe- more people are starting to appreciate this more, is you never know where it's going to go. <laughs> I think people I have been appreciating that. I love a host that like, you know, you're on a path and you see a rabbit hole and there's a lot of hosts that are kind of like, you know, Hey, like, don't let's, let's stay on focus here. Like don't go down the rabbit hole. Whereas you're like, no, like we're taking this rabbit hole and it could be like minutes before we circle back around to like what we started with. Fuck and balls. Shit. Later you're like, how in the world did we start talking about Kirk cousins? Like what? Hey what man, Alice in one. We're Alice in Wonderland podcast, Barrett. We appreciate you you giving the endorsement. You're the man. There's bro. no doubt. So we, you do a great we, job, man. It's you, always bro. fun to be on. I always enjoy seeing you. Give you give some of the bear, best bear hugs. Bear hugs. If you ever see Chris Long, I don't care who you are. No. You know, or, <laughs> give him a bear hug. I'm an agent. Don't hug. say that. There's viral pandemic, but but uh, but oh, yeah. but I'm the Adrian Bumble Peterson of, uh, of bear hugs. He he's got a firm handshake. I'm a firm bear hugger. Hey Barrett, come to Charlottesville sometime. We can give you a bear hug in person, man. Thanks for coming on uh, and uh, RTR except for this weekend. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See you, bud. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't yet tried the WinBet app, I've got great news for you. WinBet is now offering a 200% wager match for new users up to $1,500. That's just an incredible offer. WinBet is basically giving you double your first wager in free bets. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Lincoln Riley, give me the football side for both teams. I know we just talked to Barrett, but you you disagree with Barrett as, as, as I do that He's not scared of the SEC. It's just that there's well, two there's two options. It's two options, and one of them happens to contain a lot tougher competition on the recruiting trail, on the field, as a as as obstacles to a college football playoff. He's choosing the path of least resistance. So so yeah, is that synonymous with being scared? I I I reckon it's a matter of semantics. He's taken the easier way, which I don't blame him. You play to win the game. That's right. You'd rather see one SEC team and see that team in January than every fucking week. That's right. He looks kind of like Cliff Kingsbury to me. Next head coach at Oklahoma, Cliff Kingsbury. By the way, Oklahoma's going to struggle. I, I meant what I said. I said what I said. Lane Johnson, I told him that earlier. And he made fun of our, our football program. But you're not going to have fun in the uh, SEC lane at all. At all. You're not going to be Oklahoma in the SEC. And, uh, and our guy is hip to that. The only thing that, um, that Lincoln Riley did that was kind of dumb was he named his dogs Boomer and Sooner. So you can take that one of two ways. Either it's the perfect, like, I thought I was going to be here all along. What do you mean? I have integrity. If, I, if so, 
brilliant long play. Um, the second part of that is it's stupid, <laughs> right? Because you might get a job in the next 10 to 12 years. I don't know what kind of dogs these are. I did it. Are they point big this dogs week. that are like are like uh, shooting star type dogs? They, the thing is, here for a good time, not a long time. Boomer plays no matter where you are. You can be in Southern California. I think Boomer is in is in good shape. Sooner is a more of a problem. Do you know what Sooners were? Yeah. What were they? They um, they uh, when you when you swallow and and then stutter, that's the same as when I go. Repeat the question. Repeat the question. Yeah, I um. Yeah, Sooners. Um, they uh, they um, uh, you know the you really don't know this the covered wagons. They went to Oklahoma. And what about it? Yeah. So in the beginning, which is totally fucked up, there were a bunch of um, obviously white folks that came out there, and they were like, "This is our land," and and then they were like, "Run as fast as you can and stake your claim." I think that's how it went. So the people that they would sneak out there, kind of like uh, they got there sooner. Yeah, they were like people at Black Friday, right? The night before, right? They were basically yeah. That's what you named your your. Somebody's gonna give me a death threat. They're dead serious about their football program out there, but they're not going to be as good in the SEC. I still think they're fucking super respectable. I'd love to be Oklahoma, but they're going to be more like Mississippi State there. Boomer stays. I think sooner you got to rebrand to like a. Glenn or Todd or something. Anybody saying you can't do that, if you've ever rescued a dog, I guarantee you, uh, you know somebody who has renamed a dog. I could start calling you Jerry. No problem. So I, I think Sooner's going to have no problem. Um, I don't think the dog cares, frankly. I think the dog is going to appreciate the fact that it's not freezing its ass off, you know, from, from you know, October on. And that it's not 130 degrees, and there's no rattle. Well, there are rattlesnakes down there. The dog wants food. The dog wants like perpetually sunny weather, two too. Two to three times a day, and the dog's good. Call me what you want to call me. Right. You can call me Cat. You get me a place in Manhattan Beach, walk me on the beach. Or maybe they both become Boomer. Just call them both Boomer. They don't care. Mm-mm, They're they don't both care at Boomer. All. They move as a unit. Yeah. Boomer. What would you rename the dog, Reed? Do you remember? I had no good ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. Here are, names that, here, are names that, here are the names that you shouldn't name the dog, probably. One would be Juice. That was the one I kept coming back to, but I didn't want to say it because... You probably shouldn't name your dog Juice if you're the head football coach of uh, SC. You definitely don't want to name your dog um, Mac Brown or something or like uh, Vince Young. I got it. I got it. You this don't. Is, these I are got my it. two dogs, it. Juice and Vince Young. <laughs> you don't. What happened to Boomer and Sooner? They died. You don't want to name your uh, your dog uh, Durex. <laughs> you're, so, you're funny. You found a way to, everybody's thinking about condoms, and it's really clever of you. Thanks. Um, Durex. (laughs) Dinner. (laughs) Here's a bone. You know what the chances of those things breaking are? We found out the other night, you know what the chances of those things breaking are? No. Higher than the the chances of the Dolphins making the playoffs. (laughs) Yet they wrote an article about the Dolphins making the playoffs in the Miami Herald. I just didn't know it was so the chances of those things breaking were so high. You people out there need to be careful. You fucking heathens, fornicators, 
Sex havers. Also, there was a Lincoln Riley list that was circulating around. He reportedly got 110 million. USC is buying both of his homes in Norman for 500,000 more than the asking price, basically a $1 million bonus. USC is buying a $6 million home for his family in LA. And Riley gets unlimited use of a private jet for his family 24-7. Call him Mr. Unlimited. You said one part of that was they bought out his homes at a total of what? 500000 above asking price, so combined million-dollar bonus. Oh, okay. I read that wrong. I wonder, you know, what's the real estate market like there? Well, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, it's probably also but, with the real estate market in Oklahoma, that's probably like basically they got the houses for free. They bought the houses out. They were $250,000 houses. Making fun of the Oklahoma real estate. Market. Yeah, I got you. Can't you. Do I got that. you. You can't do that. I, uh, I, that would be bulletin re- board material. I respect homes. Oh my God! I didn't think he got it, and it's just because you're you're afraid. I respect property values. You're afraid of going to some. Um, I don't know where did all the people get together a conference or something, getting just jumped in an alley by two guys from Oklahoma that we sell go to, real we estate. We go to summits. We yeah. sell fucking real estate in Stillwater. Cowboy boot to the face. I respect property values. You should. I do too. It's all just imaginary anyways. Like, fuck, you live next to the water. Great. So anyways, you had a a list. I have a list. I don't know if these are good. We're going to read each other's list. Do you want to start with mine? Sure. Okay. Don't look at mine before Probably longer than than yours. I have a... Just don't look at your mobile. And this is if I was Lincoln Riley. If I was going to Southern California. Naps anytime. Anytime. Now, what does that mean? That means the practice. Middle of the game. No, I, well, I'm not going to abuse that, but yeah, I have the right. Okay. And then, you know, like at practice, it could be, <laughs> it could be, I could be tired. I'm always tired. And there's a cot. No, no, no. You no. get to I'm leave. Like, hey, I'll be back. Okay. I like it. <laughs> and I don't take short naps, dude. I don't take NASA naps, dude. I'm not an astronaut. Caffeine free Dr. Pepper. Yep, that'd be great. Take a lean on Pepsi and get some Dr. Pepper with no poison in it. Nicolas Cage as your get back guy. That would be so cool, wouldn't it? Would it? Would it? It would. By the way, Brett I Venables, think. Brett Venables, uh, get back guy. Uh-huh. He's got to go with him. The guy at Clemson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I, yeah. Brent Venables be be an adult, I guess. You know, stay on the sideline. We get it's it's played, dude. It's called it's called passion. No. No. If I was a it's coach, I would hard. not stay on the sideline. Brent Venables' get back, co- get back coach, his name is Smotherman. <laughs> That's, his last name bro, is Smotherman. Bro, his name is Smotherman? That's, That's literally what he does. He smothers men around the waist, and he's like, get back. Is that not the most literal professional? Adam, Adam Smotherman. That's what he does. Chick-fil-A and CVS inside the facility. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. What, what Are you worried at all about being a, a touch unhealthy with all the Chick-fil-A? No, I'm not going to eat Chick-fil-A every day, but a lot of times I'm in the mood for Chick-fil-A in Southern California. I know they probably have them, but there's traffic there. So if I want a, a, a lettuce chicken wrap or hell, if I want the regular old sandwich with pickles and the whole thing, I want that and I want it now. And with CVS, how many times do you need a toothbrush and you just don't have one? Yeah, I make a lot of trips to CVS. Give me a CVS downstairs. Players can shop there too. 
Someone to follow you with a power pack. Oh, yeah. Golly day. I'd like that for you right That's now. That's my get here. back guy. My get back guy is basically a guy that walks around with one of those power packs. Yeah. I'm maybe like, a, fucking cell phone's dead. Maybe a calendar guy, too. Maybe that's the same guy. Same maybe guy. Not. Okay. Calendar. Okay. Power cord. Uh, amusement park pass. Pretty simple. There's a whole host of amusement parks down there in Southern California. And when I show up, I want to be able to go in and everybody leaves, though. Not like, <laughs> not like, not to be insensitive, but not like I just get some fucking pass and a security guard walks me around. Like, I get to Disneyland, you all leave. Everybody leaves. I'm the coach of USC. I get to Knott's Berry Farms. I pet the animals. You guys got to leave. I, I, I want some privacy. I want some private time with the mini pigs. La Brea Tar Pits. Even La Brea Tar Pits. I don't care if I use it one time every six years. I get there, everybody clears out. Here's where it starts to get good. A train inside the facility. <laughs> yes, dude. A train inside the facility would be amazing. I'm not talking about a monorail. I'm talking about like an old-fashioned fucking locomotive that takes guys to meetings and stuff. Yes. S Conductor, a caboose, all of the it. The whole thing. Our football operations guy is always riding in the caboose, taking notes, making sure players are good. Yeah, it's amazing. Giant bed. Like Shaq. Zero gravity chair. need that too right i got a bad back porn hub premium <laughs> subscription <laughs> i just threw that in there to hear you say it but also i've heard it's really hard to obtain and you see ads for it all the time what's behind that door if i'm lincoln riley i want to know oh if you're there you go. <laughs> in the ball pit yeah ball pit ball pit what else do I need to say? Okay, that's your list. Your list is way better than mine. I think we can just bypass my oh, list. Oh, let's, let's do your list. So right, here we basically, are. 32 Chris's seconds away from my heart out. Was all of all things that would not help on the football field? No, it would, right? Reed, because what would happen would be you'd have a happy coach, and there's it's like happy wife, happy life. Happy coach. Going bowling. I'm happy. I can jump into a ball pit all day. My back doesn't hurt. Is your wife happy with a Pornhub account? Well, it's for making. <laughs> Take care of my friends. It's important to be. It's a joke. I'm passing the buck here. That's a good one. Yeah. All your accounts, you don't want known. Yeah. You put your username as one of your friends' names. And then you say, oh, Bill was... No, borrowing li literally, my computer. you're my uh, SID guy, and this was part of your package. So, I mean, um, yeah, Reed, if I'm happy, we're going to win football games. And if I ever leave, and this was another thing I was talking about this last night, did you see my little thread? You didn't see my thread on what I would do if I was a head coach and I left a job? I think I did. Yeah, it was on a lot of edibles. <laughs> but um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would let my players pick where I coach right, next. Right, I, right, I would right, I respect right, them right. that much. Yep. I you know, I would bring them to all my job interviews. 
they would know before I left that I was going to take the job. So you wouldn't have a Brian Kelly situation. Yeah, hire me, dude. What's behind door number two? A ton of money. Yeah, that was one. Looks like they have that covered. Okay. Okay. Grocery shopper, chef on demand. Oh, that's cool. I have Pornhub Premium and a CVS and a fucking Chick-fil-A. Go ahead. Car, one year lease. <laughs> What's a one year lease? But I want an option for a second year. Like if I like the car, I want to keep going. Gray Tahoe or some such shit. Yeah, I've always wanted a Tahoe. In fact... How do you feel about my wife getting a Tahoe? Fine. Did you hear she has a Tahoe? Yeah, it's not like a zero-sum deal. Other people can have Tahoes. I know, but I'm just thinking, you know, like, you got to drive past it, and you're like... Oh, I haven't really... I actually haven't seen it yet. I don't... I don't. kind of sweet. 10 million housing allowance. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. What area would you live in in LA? Uh, uh, Brentwood? Yeah, that's tight. Thanks. Don't know that much about it, but it's tight. Team issued gear. I, that's, you know, you think that's a given, <laughs> but I really like the gear. I just want to be in there alone in the room with my pick of stuff. Do you remember what Stanford Steve said his whole plan yeah, is yeah, when, yeah. He, when, he, when he goes to, I don't want to dox it. You wear other schools' gear, so then they're like, hey. Not here, pal, buddy. Let me get you some stuff. Didn't really work. The disappointment on his face when he walked in, in. If he went to a Virginia Tech game, they'd just think he was one of many of the fans <laughs> at the game. You want to rush our field? <laughs> Here you go. Here it is. Fuck. Fucking guy was smoking a cigar. I damn near wanted to go down and smoke a cigar with him. Hey, congratulations, buddy. I mean, if fair, that's fair. Fair as fuck. Key code PJ. I don't want to skip over that. Yeah, I'd like a PJ. Key code to my... Where would you go? You don't even leave your house. Just want the PJ, pal. Just in case? Yeah. Key code to my office that only I know. <laughs> like, I don't want security to know. I don't want a cleaning staff to know. I can vacuum. I can dust. I don't want anybody else to know it. Nice ass espresso machine. Those can be expensive. Yeah, that's true. I could imagine. Uh, framing allowance. So it costs a lot of money to frame things. Oh, like I totally was about to power through that, but you really just want somebody that'll help you. Yeah, frame like nice stuff. It takes a long time. Yeah, it takes a long time. I, I want a framer. In stock. Yeah, have the mats in the back. Frame that ticket. Two dog beds from Orvis. And then like four late entries, candles, dessert, house plants, lots. Like lots of house plants, yep. Did USC hire a suburban white woman here? <laughs> like, it just, <laughs> we got dogs, we got espresso. Like what I like. A Tahoe. Sounds like my wife. <laughs> Adherence to time deadlines? Yeah, for sure. You can go. I'm starting to read around the world. Oh, fuck. Let's have it, Reed. News bulletin. So we mentioned it just a moment ago that we wanted Nicolas Cage as Chris's get-back coach. Nick Cage is set to play Dracula in the upcoming Dracula movie. Is it a serious movie? Yes. Holy shit. Super serious. The guy has range, man. What can I say? That right there? That's right. 18 and a half inches. Holy shit! 19 inches. <laughs> this is a weird skill that you have. Yeah, well. Very weird skill. 
Um, yeah, no, Nick's got range, man. He's got range. Movie's going to be called Renfield, also starring Nicholas <clears throat> Hoult. There's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Watched it with my son. Movie's actually pretty, pretty enjoyable, and Jim Carrey's in it. And uh, there's a sequel coming out in 22. Speaking of movies, Reed, do with that what you will. There is a Santa shortage as the holiday draws closer. Santa shortage? Yep. There aren't enough Santas to play Santas mm. across the country. Not They're, enough Santas to play Santas. Right. The availability, Santa availability is down 15%, while the need is up 120% from pre-pandemic levels. The need is the up need. 120%? 120%. From before the pandemic? Why do we need so many more Santas right now than we did in 2019? Inflation. Oh, Santa inflation. inflation. There's also a Christmas tree shortage. Um, that was from... It's they before. couldn't plant one year or something. Didn't it have to do with the housing crisis or something crazy like that? It had to do with the recession. The financial crisis of 2008 hit yeah. and people weren't buying... Christmas trees. Right. So they said, we're not going to plan any. Exactly. And then, you know, uh, when they get of age, they become. They take a decade to grow. They take a decade to grow. Yeah. It's the liberals, man. Trying to cancel Christmas. That's totally going to be an article too. That's the funniest thing is I'm totally fucking around and uh, I'm going to read that online at some point. Shit writes itself. The Beatles documentary is receiving high praise. It is uh, Get Back, The Beatles Get Back, made by Peter Jackson. I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in on music documentaries. Yeah, I actually got to see that this weekend. It was really, really good. Definitely not for casuals. If you're not a really strong fan of The Beatles, you might not like it. I'm a fucking casual. (laughs) It's about seven hours long, but basically... wow. In 1969, the group had 20 days to record the album Let It Be, and they had a film crew in there that recorded 50 hours of footage and over 100 hours of audio. The director at the time tried to make a movie but really didn't do a very good job. All the footage got put into a vault for 50 years, and then Peter Jackson took it and painstakingly broke it down to tell a story of the making of Let It Be. And it's just an unbelievable movie with insight into the creative process. It kind of like rewrites the history of the Beatles. Everybody thinks this session was all acrimonious. They hated each other. But when you watch it, they're laughing, having fun with each other. And what you really get to see is like the pressure of artistic output against time. And what they do, you can see them like writing famous songs in the moment. It's amazing. And as I was watching it, I kind of started thinking about comparing the Beatles to the Greenlight crew just a little bit. A few parallels started to Who's come across. Who's the unlucky fuck that got to be the front man? Well, luckily, he just fucking left, so okay. I, can talk, <laughs> I can talk about whatever yes. the fuck I want. <laughs> yes. I was so, actually so worried Lennon, it was going to be awkward. Lennon is making. Yeah, I'll go through it one by oh, one. This so, is good. like, Ringo, yeah. to me, is clearly Nate. Ringo is, like, goofy, happy to be there, this is good, good vibes, just this bring good. brings brings good energy, keeps the band together, yeah. you know? George... Might be, might be Reed. George is Reed. I think it's Reed. George is a little bit younger, has a fantastic mustache like crunchy. Reed does. He's crunchy. Yeah, I literally have crunchy listed. <laughs> George is the original <laughs> originator of the crunch. Yeah. Uh, and like, 
as some time goes in, he starts to be a bigger, bigger part of the band, just uh, yeah. like Reed. And he's spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> Studies uh, Eastern religion. You are definitely like Paul. At that point in the band's history. I know nothing about Paul. Paul dude. is like clearly the leader. He's also producing the entire album in addition to trying to like, right. you know, write the songs and record the songs and play the instruments. And he's really, really frustrated yeah. by John Lennon. <laughs> Specifically by John Lennon's lack of commitment to the band. No! So basically, Macon is a lot like John, right? He's talented, but he thinks he's a genius. Like, John's <laughs> reading articles about himself while they're supposed to be practicing. He's and not here. He left. He left. And the real problem, <laughs> the real problem is that his, he's got a constant side piece. So the whole time they're recording the album, John Lennon White has Yoko. Or, we're not talking about women. No, we're not. John Lennon has Yoko Ono right by his side the whole time. And my analogy for Yoko Ono is that she's like redacted reality. She's the re real estate agency. Oh my God, dude. It is him. <laughs> it's him. And congrats to making on his 5K Twitter followers, by the way. Oh, you got to 5K. Yeah, love you, Makes. Yeah, love you, man. Love you, John. People don't give making the same pass they give John Lennon, though. It's the only difference. Most people are like, can you stop being an asshole? I mean, that's fucking genius. Reed, you got anything else? Go George Harrison. Yeah, dude, that's a good one. Who's Taylor? Taylor is definitely Alan Parsons. So during the Let It Be recording sessions, famous sound recorder Alan Parsons, who was only 18 years old at the time, got his start. And I'll give myself a favorable comp with Glenn Johns. Glenn Johns, huh? Never heard of him. That makes me a casual. You know what I'm saying? I am a casual. Uh, let me get. Let me give you real quick top three Beatles songs. Did we do this yet, Matt? We did it at the Waffle House, I think. No, we haven't done it. Okay, give me your, give me off the top of the head your your top three Beatles songs. Ish. I'll take uh, George Harrison penned something as number one. Oh. I'll take um, The Long and Winding Road as number two. And we talked, we did talk about this because uh, Long and Winding Road's been redone by Aretha Fra Franklin, or was that Aretha Franklin that did it first? That's a Beatles original. It's a Beatles original. Well,. Listen, you got to hear Aretha's. I got a, I got a take for you as you, you think of maybe the third. Um, and I love something. But the song that really pops for me on uh, Abbey Road, which I'm like, eh, on, is, uh, is Oh Darling. Is that going to be looked upon unfavorably by... Uh, that fucking song rocks. It's definitely an off-the-board pick, but I mean, I when you're talking rocks. about one of the greatest bands, you're going to have a lot of good songs. Dear Prudence. I'll go with Day in the Life as number three. Even though I don't love the way it ends, it's an amazing song up to that point. While my guitar gently weeps. Okay? Speaking of our guy, George. All right. Y'all take care. After the show's recording today, Chris and Matt realized they forgot to include Rocky Raccoon. They wanted all the listeners to know that Rocky Raccoon is indeed in their top three, both of their top threes, and they wanted to make sure that that song was not forgotten. So everyone, please know that Matt and Chris love the Beatles song, Rocky Raccoon. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans 
money by never charging any service fees ever. Visit TickPick.com. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. Got rid of all the service fees that the other sites charge. TickPick guarantees the best prices on all of their NFL games. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. If you're like me and you can't wait to get back into an NFL stadium, visit TickPick.com. Thank you.